Welcome back to YNS and Not a V, a podcast about Vietnam. This is your internet uncle. And with that resounding brand new intro, right, we're going to dive into the foundations of Vietnam. Now, some may argue that, you know, this myth, this legend doesn't really indicate the beginning of Vietnam, but it does have a national Vietnamese holiday based around it. And in 2023, that begins on April 29th and runs for a number of days. So this national holiday celebrates the dynasty of the Hung Kings. So in Vietnamese, it's Hung Vung. But we'll just use the anglicized version. It's a little bit easier for me to pronounce. So the Hung Kings are the descendants of the dragon and the fairy, the two legendary founders of Vietnam. The dragon prince, Lạc Long Wang, was the son of Kinh Yun Vung and Long Mao Thang Long, the dragon goddess who rules the sky and the ocean. His wife was Ao Ge, the daughter of the sixth flame emperor, De Lai. This union between dragon and fairy led to the creation of a sack of a hundred eggs, which birthed a hundred boys. Right. These boys, these folks, were the Bac Vic, or Bai Yue. I don't know what the ch proper ch Chinese accents on this, so I'm just going to anglicize that. Forgive me. And the Yue people formed a number of nations what is in what is now southern China and northern Vietnam. Included in these nations was the nation founded by Lạc Longang and Ao Ge. And this nation initially was called Sikwe. And over time, it became Yen Lang, the nation of the Lạc Viet. And it was initially ruled by Kinh Yung Vung, and then followed by his oldest son, and then his their successive progeny, and he formed a dynasty over 2,000 years long. Now, there's a lot more to the story of Lạc Long Wang and Ao Ge, but in quick summary, Lạc Long Wang defeated a water spirit you know, to protect you know, a nearby coastal area where Alga was located, who had descended from heaven and was trapped upon the earth. Right. And when they met, they fell in love. Right. And they got married. And they had, you know, these hundred children. But over time, you know, they came to realize that, you know, they missed their, for their former lives. They missed where they came from. And Lạc Long Wang confessed to his wife one day, I am a descendant of the dragon. You are a descendant of the fairy. Fire and water cannot live together in harmony. So in the end, they, they split up. They divided their children, taking 50 apiece. Lạc Long Wang's 50 children became chieftains along the coast in the fishing villages. 
But Alka took her portion of the children into the mountainous north, even though the oldest, who went with her, came back and took the throne after his father had passed. So this is the legendary foundation of Vietnam and Vietnam's first divorce. So while researching you know, the background for these two individuals, and there is some recorded history, both on the Vietnamese side and in, on the Chinese side, that these individuals were actually real, and now they've been, become mythologized. They both come from a line of legendary emperors. This is pre-unification China. And in recording their, building their family tree, just trying to understand where each of the lines came from, it was quite surprising to find out that Lak Long Wang is Alga's uncle. I'll leave you to confirm this. It took me many days of coming to this little bit of shocking revelation. So, you may be asking, well, Yung Lang doesn't sound like Vietnam, and you would be right. So Yung Lang, this nation, was eventually conquered by the king of the Nam Gung, the Alvik, so a neighboring uh, Yue tribe or Viet tribe, right? So the king of Nam Gung, you know, unified these two lands, right, into the nation of Aulak in 257 BCE. He then named himself An Yun But eventually, Aulak was, itself was conquered in a 179 BCE by a Qin Chinese general. Now, this Chinese general, he went by the name of Zhao Duo. I probably butchered that, the Chinese. Or in Vietnamese, Zhao Da. Right? He was a general in the Qin army. And he was sent by the government to pacify the Yue, Yue nations. So not just Yunlang and Nam Gung, but there are other nations which are now uh, part of China, which include areas in Guangdong, Guangxi, Hainan, Hong Kong, Macau, Southern Fujian, and northern to central Vietnam. So around this time, the Qin dynasty, you know, it collapsed. So then a number of generals, you know, saw it was a good time to kind of make something of themselves and make, you know, their own countries and name themselves emperor. This included Jiu Da. So he formed the nation of Nanyue. So eventually the Han dynasty came into power in China and they sent emissaries down to Judah telling him where they did recognize this nation that Judah had, had formed, right? But they didn't like the fact that he was calling himself emperor. There was only one emperor and that was in China. But Judah, he played nice. He said, you know what? You're right. I'm just a king, right? And I will serve the emperor in China, right? And... He said that till the emissaries were 
couple of feet from the door and turned to his servant and said, I am the emperor. Make no mistake about it. So the Han Chinese would find out, right, and send more emissaries demanding acquiescence. And Judah would, you know, he would feign acceptance and said, oh, I understand my station. And, you know, this went on for a little bit. So in the meantime, Judah, you know, he had dreams of making his nation larger, right? So Nan Yue, right, was formed from the other Yue nations, and he had his eyes on Aulak, and eventually he conquered it in 179 BCE. And there's actually a famous story tied to this conquest. And so the stories of Aoge, Laklawang, and the conquest of Aulak we'll cover in different episodes and we'll go through some folk tales around, around the, these stories. So, you know, he was, Jodai was able to enlarge his territories at the expense of these other smaller nations. Now, there's a debate on whether or not, you know, he should be considered a Vietnamese emperor. <clears throat> you know, some traditional Vietnamese scholars consider him emperor of Vietnam and the founder of the Zhu dynasty. While others consider he was a foreign invader, right? You know, he was Chinese, right? And, you know, he shouldn't be counted. And to this, I've given some thought. And there will be various points in time where there'll be Chinese, you know, generals or uh, there'll be Chinese, con you know, conquest of Vietnam by China. And the governor they'll send down there, eventually they'll go native and, you know, found a new dynasty, a new Vietnamese dynasty in Vietnam. A good analogy is that you could look to the founding fathers of the United States of America and how many of the, the early presidents were actually British subjects. Right. The very first American-born president was Van Buren. And he was the only president for whom English was a second language. Just some food for thought. Okay. So more to that, seeing how the Dragon Prince and the fairy, so Laklawang and Aoke, are actually Chinese based on you know recorded history from that time. Right? For myself, you know, Emperor Zhu. Emperor Zhu Da, it's not at all you know, uh, an issue. Right? Also, he flipped off the Chinese uh, Chinese emissaries and the Chinese government quite a bit of times. To me, that makes him Vietnamese in my book, because Vietnam has tended to do that over the ages. But after some time, the Han Chinese had enough of Zhu Da and his descendants, and they sent an army down. They kicked Vietnam's teeth in. You got to remember, Vietnam at this point isn't the full S-shaped nation that uh, of uh, contemporary times. It was just pretty much a little rump state of compared to what it is now, and it was a much smaller population than you know the full might of a unified Chinese empire. So Vietnam had her ha butt handed to her and got taken over. Thus began the first Chinese domination of Vietnam 
which lasted from 111 BCE to 40 CE, when the Jung sisters rebelled and established independence for three years before being defeated and having the Chinese take over again. Again, we will talk about the Jung sisters and the rebellion in another episode. This is just the beginning of a rich line of Vietnamese historical stories. And I guess that would begin after the loss, that would begin the second period of Chinese domination out of four. Right. And it would take some time to for Vietnam to kind of throw the yoke off for this one. But for now, we'll leave it as it is here. If you do celebrate, you know, the festival of the Hong Kings, or in Vietnamese, Yo Tho. Oh, I think I messed that up. Uh, we'll just call it the Hung King Festival, which was made an official festival in Vietnam in 2007. You celebrate that, please enjoy. And I'm sure if you are a guy, you're probably having a good drink. So I have a few more on me. In any case, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for Dennis for taking care of this and giving us a banging intro. And we'll catch you later. <laughs>